Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler with another episode in this series inspired by stories born out of the pandemic, told by commentators, experts, and of course, our members. We spent so much time on this podcast in the past eight months talking about growth in new and sometimes unexpected areas and about the role this industry is playing in getting advertisers back on their feet as part of the COVID recovery. But there's another story, one that's not getting as much of the limelight. And that's about our responsibility as an industry when it comes to the climate emergency. Specifically, the increasing awareness of the repercussions our work is having on the environment. To find out more, I spoke to Rob McFall and Jonathan Wise. Rob is a client director at Mindshare UK and Jonathan, a co-founder of the Comms Lab. And together, they're two of the co-founders of Purpose Disruptors, a network of advertising insiders working together to reshape the industry to tackle climate change. I started by asking Rob how and why Purpose Disruptors came about. Yeah, okay, where do I start? I think it's always good to start from from uh, from the beginning, from from like like all good things, Purpose Disruptors started off in a pub, you know, about 18, 18 months ago. Um, I remember pubs, you know. Pubs, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I have a memory, fond memories of them, of them too. Um, yeah, it started off in the Crown Tavern in, in Clerkenwell, if you know that neck of the woods. Um, and it started off with Jonathan um, and I and, and, and others and our fellow co-founder Lisa Merrick Lawless, you know, asking this question. Um, you know, given what, given that we understand the scale and energy of the climate crisis, you know, how do we as an industry work together to meaningfully tackle it? Mm. And also, sort of, is anyone else feeling this tension that we have um, in our work? Now, if we are good at our work, which is driving growth, and we understand the reality of the climate crisis, does being good at our work fuel the problem? Mm. And how do you sort of go about working through that tension that, that, that we feel? Um, and, you know, what can we do um, as an industry, as people, to collectively make a difference? So it started off with that simple question, really, just a few of us in a pub, and just to find out whether there any others like us who had that question, and you know, how can we all come together to meaningfully tackle climate change? What's how does our industry evolve? You know, how can we evolve to a place where we are promoting the attitudes, lifestyles, and behaviours that mm. are consummate the one point five degree world that we all know we need to live in if we are to tackle the climate crisis? Um, so yeah, so that was it. There's fifteen of us to begin with, and it's in those pre-COVID days. I think there were ninety at the last event, wow. um, and we're now a community of over fourteen hundred people. That's incredible. All working on this. But look, we're going to get into the events. We're going to get into the events uh, a bit later on. Uh, Jonathan, if I can come to you, what what is it that you what is it that you want to change or you want to uh, you want to influence? What what's doable, I guess. Um, what's doable? That's a good that's a good <laughs> question. Um, so we believe it's the industry has to take full responsibility for what it puts into the world. Um, and so as Rob says, um, you know, in order for us to avert the rest, the worst of the climate crisis, the climate emergency, we need to um, reduce globally our um, carbon emissions to net zero. So, you know, we can have some trees offsetting, but ultimately we need to reduce our um, emissions 
to net zero by 2050 and, and, and half them by 2030. So our kind of goal would be that the industry, the creative, the media, the digital, all kind of people working in marketing and communications um, end up spending all their time and their talents um, getting us towards that society. So what, so prom- only promoting lifestyles, behaviours and attitudes that are consummate with a one degree, 1.5 degree world. Um, so reducing emissions by 50% by 2030. And in, in doing that, if we were to achieve that, it's going to be very, very challenging. Yeah. And what, I mean, Rob, Rob, you were just talking about this tension, which is, it's sort of this fascinating thing. I remember coming to your, mind you, I've just had this year's huddle, actually, but last year's huddle in a workshop that you ran, which I'd never really thought about it before, but you made it very personal about people. And you were asking, if I can remember it correctly, you were asking people about the impact of some things that they do. And you made it really, really relatable. And it wasn't, I think my thing was about disposable nappies. And it's not until you make it about yourself that it really dawned on me because so much I think of what you read and see and uh, an encounter is feels very very lofty and you feel like this sort of this one person that how could I possibly make a make a difference in this but uh, tell us a bit more about that tension I guess particularly in your jobs as well you mean mindshare you must work on some some you know really big clients who right now are obsessed with growing and probably have to to survive so it's that funny tension isn't it yeah it's 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 a deep tension that uh, I can yeah, certainly feel, and I know others you know, in our community feel too. You know, how do you, what does being good at my job mean for my children or grandchildren's future? Mm-hmm. You know, it comes to that really, and that's sort of the journey. I think I and others have been on is how do you go about releasing that tension? And I think for me, it's all been about understanding. You know, once I've been awakened to to the reality of, of the climate crisis. What's what? Can, and the question I've been holding is like, what can I do from where I stand? Like, mm-hmm. what can I do, given where I am in the system, given that I work at Mindshare, uh, given I have you know good relationships with a number of really important clients there. I'm, I've been at Mindshare seven years now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I know the system. I know. I know. I know how the industry works. And sort of the question I've been sort of yeah working on is sort of how can I influence from within? You know, how can I bring about um, different stories, different stories about how you define success, um, and I guess I'll have the space to allow others to also f- express that tension as well. Yeah, you know, in our day jobs, you know, it's all too easy just to, you know, given the fast-paced nature of industry, yeah. focus on the pitches, focus on the client briefs. But I've found also, I guess, through the practice of purpose disruptors in our pub nights, you know, where we hold space for people to express how they feel. And if you saw a little bit of that, that huddle last year. Yeah. You know, putting that back into mindshare. You know, how are we how are we feeling about our work? Um, and I think that's been central to what we've been doing with Change of Brief. Mm. So, Change of Brief is our response to how we, you know, how do we encourage sustainable lifestyles in in, in our clients' audiences? But engaging people with that starts with like, you know, what what why does this matter to you? It's not just another initiative. It's not just another thing. It's like this can be a meaningful response to the climate crisis through your work if you let it be. Yeah. But D- D- Jonathan, it's, it's sort of weird. Like we, we need this industry to thrive because we all work in it and we need jobs because we need to pay mortgages. We need to do lots of other stuff with that. T- to what extent are are we uh, more now than ever sort of consciously going about our jobs? I mean, you talked about these, you know, 
1,400 people. Is that a shared thing that people are are really going and thinking about either the types of brands that they want to work with, the type of work that they're uh, that they're doing? Not only all this other stuff around how it represents people, but are, are, are people? Is it really sort of front of mind for them now? Yeah, I, I think that it's not actually as an industry that present. Mm. I mean, I think that these certainly until about a year ago, you know, I think these were conversations that we called them like the third pint conversations, you know, these sort of like on the third pint back in the pub, you were like, yeah, working on that thing. And, you know, my, my, my kids are doing the Fridays for the future strike. And yet I'm working on this thing that is, hold on a minute. I'm like directly like shafting their future. Like, Mm. oh my gosh. And so, and so what you're seeing is like the external environment, is is with the Australian wildfires, the Californian mm. wildfires, you know, the hurricane in the Philippines recently, Fridays to the Future, XR, you know, all that stuff. This this external environment is raising literally raising the temperature on the climate emergency. Yeah. And people people are smart, right? People get it. They get that like their job is driving growth and that that's having an impact on the climate. And and so what we're seeing is it's almost like it's the it's the it's the is website it's like the awakening it's almost like the awakening of the heart mm-hmm. the awakening of the the desire to consider what i'm in service to and that is very very confusing for people because yeah. previously i've been told what to do i've been told that i have to drive growth i'm told i have to bounce the client brief and what people are waking up to is like if i continue to do what i'm told to do then that's not going to end very well yeah so where's my agency where's my choice in this how do i work with the tensions and and, and where do i who do i speak to about this yeah, yeah. And, and, and so we're, we're attracting a lot of people that are just going i just don't know what to do i'm confused which is a perfectly natural reaction yeah 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 well look you mentioned um uh XR extinction rebellion I, I remember seeing them on stage at i think it was Madfest last year and i mean it was sort of outstanding in the way that it, it you know it was incredibly emotive it was it was very provocative the guy was incredibly passionate boring on very very angry and i kind of wonder where you guys sit if if x are a sort of a a, a 10 on that scale where, where where's purpose disruptors where where's purpose disruptors i'd say on a scale of 1 to 10 yeah xr 10 i'd say we're about a 7 right i think i mean what's what's been great for for what xr have done is they've just they've opened up mm. this space for like all the people all who have been engaging and understanding the climate crisis to suddenly to open up and reveal what the work that they're doing. They've kind of created that, that, that space for, to, for that to happen. But you know, where, you know, why we see ourselves at a seven is because I think, you know, because, you know we work within, within the, the system itself. You know, we are um, not outside agitators, you know, shaking yeah, yeah, and rattling yeah. the cage. Yeah. You know, we all work in advertising, we all know um, how, how the industry works. We all love our industry. We love working here. We know we love our jobs, despite you know despite that tension we're, we're trying to unrelease. You know we work with, you work with great people in our industry. Um, so for us, it's just about being within it and then provoking from within. Um, and it's a balance. So you now we're always always striking to um, yeah to, to work through sort of that balance of accepting and, and pro- provocation. I think you yeah. see ourselves as the ones who are. Yeah, I guess leading the agenda on what's what's actually required and, and creating the space for that that 
that to happen for others to follow through yeah. with that. And the sort of the, the, the activism, Jonathan went as far as, I can't remember if I remember it correctly now, but you know, here's a letter you need to take to your CEO and basically tell them to leave their job or, or, or get them fired. You know, is that sort of, and, and that on a personal was quite hard for me to grasp. It was like, well, I don't, one, I don't know if I really want to do that. And, and two, I was, I, I, I really needed like the, six steps before that in terms of what I could sort of personally do and it feels like that's that's probably more of the space that you guys are in yeah yeah I mean a key phrase for us is like duty of care right mm. so if you make people aware of the climate emergency and we have a um, we started actually in response to the XR letter we understood that so they said you know declare a climate emergency acts accordingly that's what the industry did yeah. needs to do um, and what we felt, what we saw, this was back in June last year in 2019, was that the industry was pretty poor in its response. It just sort of dismissed it. And from our work in the pub, we knew that many people were taking this very seriously. Yeah. And so we, we thought, well, what can we do? So, yeah, we hosted this um, four-hour event, first uh, Climate Crisis Summit in the UK for the industry at the Royal Institution. And we were very careful in our design, given the personal experiences that Rob, Lisa and I have had. Like when you're confronted with um, the emergency and the facts, you, you, you're just really tender and 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 it stirs up a lot of emotions. Mm. So yeah. what we did in the four hours, we had an hour on the emergency, very similar to the XR talk. And because it's the truth, right? It's the facts. Yeah. We are screwed right um and then we just allowed people to kind of express how they felt so we gave everybody a piece of card and a pen how i'm feeling is and people wrote ashamed mm. scared powerless guilty you know these 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 very human emotions and then we move them to a, a different space where they could sit around uh, in and sit in in, in circle um, using a talking pine cone. So the only person you can speak is the one that holds the pine cone. The circles are 12. It's fantastic. Like, imagine that. You can only speak when you're <laughs> holding something in our industry. Brilliant. And then out of that process, we, we created other times for people to meet. And then this initiative, Create and Strike, where we got 160 CEOs to sign a letter wow. to, to allow their employees to go out on strike, including WPP, Omnicom, publicists, agencies to Amazing. do this. It, it was really wonderful to see how you convert the emotion emotional energy into action yeah and that's what is really powerful of, and, and the creativity that comes through that this industry is so fantastic at yeah, yeah. and it's a bit i love it because it's a bit like we're so we're so uh processing things within our roles are sort of so ingrained anyway i love the fact that it sort of took a process and you do have to take people what's familiar to us to get to a, a place where we can where we can be creative i love it well, well tell us a bit about that then because clearly last seven eight months you haven't been doing pub nights i assume because it's been we just haven't been able to they haven't been open for one so how has um how has the fact that we've been locked down for well, we're on second time now aren't we how has that affected you guys coming together and doing stuff has it just literally gone virtual rob yeah i think we yeah, are back in march we had to pivot quite quickly mm. you know as jonathan was saying you know a lot of our work was around building community with people live in the room that they could yeah. sense and feel and work through that the emotions that, that come come up when you understand uh, uh, the, the climate crisis and what they might do from that. So how do you go about how do you go about converting that um, over yeah onto onto a virtual space? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of been the thing that we've been that's the kind of thing that expressed itself in the in the last. Um, 
seven eight months is you know what's what's the pivot and what's what's evolved is is the great reset campaign yeah um which some of your listeners might might, might have might be familiar with well, so t- well tell us about it for for the uninitiated what, what is the great reset so the great reset came about with an understanding that <clears throat> during lockdown we've all been experiencing positive environmental behaviors we you know we've been driving less we've been consuming less we've been um, appreciating nature more such the point now where the UN is under UN sort of a, a measurement has understood that emissions will be going down by seven percent this year and that's pretty much in line with what the UN says we need to need to achieve year on year to, mm. to reach our, our 2030 target so it's through that understanding um, you know, the question that we had was how can we um, develop a an initiative a a platform for people within our industry to direct their creativity to, and come together to work on a public facing campaign which will encourage people to sustain and maintain some of those pod fundamental divine behaviors and celebrate the fact that we've all become accidental climate heroes <laughs> during this time so it's been sort of fascinating getting people from what was it, over 300 people were involved you know we had ECDs from Wyden and Kennedy, we had CSA from BBH, we had you know, Iris um, as a creative agency producing a launch film, we had people from all sorts of agencies and, and, and media as well and, and Mindshare leading on the media front all working together collectively to sort of to come up and um, yeah with some amazing campaigns that were out earlier this month and also getting involved getting the DNAD involved as well in the, in the judging oh, wow. process mm. um, and what was unique about that was sort of resetting that as well so not just um, uh, sort of classic uh, uh, judges. We we invited the DNAD young blood, so young creatives in their first roles, understanding that people and planet, you know, is a key and central part of how they they should evaluate work. Um, so yeah, that's the great reset. But the fundamental bit about it all is about inviting all those people to think about what, how can they direct their creativity? What yeah. is it in service to, and allowing them to express that through the work. I love the the young blood thing, Jonathan. Is there is there hope in that? Do you think that you know new people that come into the industry by their very nature, uh, maybe of a generation that are a bit more in tune with the problem and maybe uh, not quite in the shackles of how everything sort of works and be, be up for helping solve it? Is there sort of hope in that? Do you think in in new people that are coming in? I mean, I think it's. I think it would be easy and. Easy to say yes, but I, I think it's far more complex than that. Yeah. I think that you have a situation where you've got a very, very tight job market. And so, you know, you do you have any say in terms of what you might or might not want to work on? And in my experience of 15 years in advertising, I understand that the incentive structures um, and the feedback loops are all geared to celebrating growth yeah. and basically doing what clients tell you to do. So the idea that anyone, particularly a young person, can come in and start swinging it around and kind of go, <laughs> "This is, you know, this is this yeah. is what's important." I'm not. I'm not. I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm not saying that's not possible. I'm just saying that the responsibility lies with. I would say. Um, the people in the industry mm. and particularly senior management to be considering the future, the long-term health of their clients and the long-term health of the planet 
and making sure that their business is fit to thrive and transition to thrive in the future. And yes, young people can put pressure on upwards, but um, it's the responsibilities on all of us. And as Rob yeah. says, it's the interesting thing, it's the more senior people who've got kids or nieces and nephews, there's something, there's some serious questions that they need to ask about their contribution, the industry's contribution, and sit with the tensions and decide how they want to use their power to um, to shape an alternative future. Yeah. So so much of um, for for any business, you're always thinking about you know very easy to do something that's short term. Uh, five year plans. Is there a five year plan for what you guys are doing, or do we literally not? have that long we'd have a five-year plan we've got a 10-year plan mm. and our 10-year plan is to ensure that the industry halves its carbon footprint by 2030 because that's what the science says we need to do and so our work is basically um encouraging the industry to kind of like measure the carbon footprint and there's been a fascinating piece of work that's done by benison cso iris and caroline davidson managing partner at, um, at elvis where they've measured the carbon uplift of the IPA Grand Prix winning paper um, from 2018, which is by Audi. And they've understood that the carbon footprint, um, the uplift in carbon as a consequence of selling all those extra Audis that we celebrate so well as an yeah. industry is equivalent to the carbon footprint of Uganda. Wow. Okay. And so, and so, and we would say as the purpose disruptors that because we as an industry celebrate the growth in sales, the uplift in carbon associated with that is on us. And so if we as an industry are going to take full responsibility for our commitment to hitting net zero along with the you know, co companies that are our clients and countries, if we're going to step up to that responsibility, then we need to like get 50% down. So, so yeah, we're about like the full responsibility and, 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 and working with the industry, with those people that want to like take leadership on this, which as you say, aren't present yet mm. <laughs> on the whole um but we're we're really hopeful that people are going to join us um uh, you know as part of the 1400 community and, and make and make this happen because the science dictates it and as humans uh it would be wonderful to make it happen together mm. uh, and, and rob just as jonathan's talking he's using the audi example which feels like an obvious one cars um you sort of think about uh, airlines and ob obvious ones that might be contributing to the problem. But of course, if you're you're any business that ships anything globally or you deliver anything or, you know, there's uh, no one's sort of off the hook here. You can't just say, well, I'm working on this client and I sort of think they're, they're doing all right. It, it literally is anything, isn't it? Anything that goes anywhere or is made somehow, uh, I, I, I guess, is part of it. Um, uh, what? People will be listening to this and might be starting to feel that tension or may have it already, maybe part of your community already. But what? how can people get involved with, with The Great Reset and what you're doing, Rob? I think one the one good thing to do is to go to our website, go to the greatreset.com website and download The Great Reset white paper. Read it and put it in the hands of your leadership team. Because mm -hmm. I, find, I find from my experience, when you... When you share something like the white paper, which expresses what's going, what the reality of what's happening, and how industry can can be in service to people and planet, what that paper, white paper does is articulates what perhaps you might struggle to to express, you know, and all you, what what's so powerful about something like that is just putting it in the hands of somebody else and asking, you know, what do you think about this? I I agree with somebody. Let's let's just discuss. You know, from that stems good conversation. 
And you guys have got a bunch of ways you can keep in touch. Slack, Twitter, you're on LinkedIn. I mean, you're, you're everywhere. Um, just not in person at the moment. But that, that of course, will return. And, uh, and Jonathan, maybe, maybe just to finish, to make it real for people, what, if, you, if you could ask people to do one thing as they listen to this and you know, they're just about to listen to their next podcast or, or go back and open up their computer, what, what is it that you would ask someone to do on a, on a personal level? Obviously, they're going to be reading the the Great Reset white paper, but um, and they've got something to do there. But what, what else can sort of people do personally? So this is something that's true for Rob, Lisa, and I. It's that thing of like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you like ask a question. It, it like it's with you, right? You listen to this podcast, and you might not remember it, but like it might be that you wake up in the middle of the night and you go. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? Mm. Like, like it's really it, like the tension is there. And, and all we would ask you to do is just listen. Like, what is your heart? What is your soul saying to you? Like, what is your humanity saying to you? What would your, if that's the voice of your children, your conscience, your, your nieces, your nephews, it's like, like just to listen to that and give that space to speak to you in the quiet that's what that's what i would recommend what do they say and what do you say back thank you so much i mean just reading your white paper in preparation for this and understanding more about what purpose disruptors do and and looking at the work around the great reset i mean it's just it's brilliant and i mean it just feels uh so 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 vital when we've talked lots and lots in this industry in particular and even on this podcast through lockdown we talk so much about growth uh, but maybe not sort of thinking thinking beyond that. So thank you very much for uh, opening my eyes and I hope people, and ears, I hope you've opened ears of people listening to this. We're going to put all of the links uh, in the show notes. But as Rob said, check out thegreatreset.com, read the white paper, put it into the hands of someone uh, who can care as much as you do and do something about it. But thank you so much, Rob. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Pleasure. Thanks very Thanks much, James. Really thank great. you, James. Thank you. IAB UK podcast. Rob McFall and Jonathan Wise from Purpose Disruptors there. I, I'd done all of the prep for the interview. I've even been to one of Rob's workshops, but there's something in hearing from both of them lay the whole thing out uh, that really made me think properly about how I could be contributing to a problem rather than help solve one. Uh, and the insight behind the Great Reset is such a, a brilliant thing to emerge from lockdown. I strongly, strongly encourage you to read the, the white paper. We're going to put the links in the episode notes. Uh, and if you want to hear more episodes like this one from this series of the podcast, uh, they feature people like Peter Field, uh, companies like Pinterest and Bloom and Wild and The Guardian. Uh, you can find them all at ibuk.com forward slash connected or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks very much for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.